number one cannabis grow show. Live from Nova Scotia, Canada. Your number one stop for all things cannabis. My name is Ray. And I am Pache. Wow, I grew two pounds. 1,100 grams. This is Plant Therapy Live. Therapy Live. Welcome, Cannabis Army, to the show that teaches you how to save some hard-earned cash by making some top-shelf hash. Ha <laughs> ha. what's up this week? <laughs> you and those rhymes, man. I know. You love it. Tell me. They come naturally. I put no effort into them whatsoever. They just happen. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true or not. It could be, but maybe not. Who knows? <laughs> well, great to hear your voice this week. Good to hear yours as well. Awesome. Uh, just a quick reminder to the Cannabis Army that... Aglex lights are not the best. <laughs> Their LEDs tend to burn out, uh, especially on the ones that we've used. And their products seem to fail quite often. And their customer care was not good either when we tried to like get it all fixed. So here at Plant Therapy, we like to recommend the Spider Farmer SF4000. And Pache, what kind of nutrients? Diablo nutrients is what I use. And, uh, and that's not an ad. That's just what I use. <laughs> yeah, and if you and if you and uh, if um, if you're looking for it to have a home run grow, right? This is the nutrient package that we recommend. And if you know, you know. If you don't know, it's time to get on back over to season two, episode one, recipe for a home run grow, our number one episode to date. Pache, yes, sir. We are not sponsored here at Plant Therapy now, are we? Nope, we are not. But Diablo Nutrients was kind enough to send us over a package we want to give away. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody how they can enter? Why don't you go to planttherapy.live and hit the Facebook button located on the left-hand side. And then go to our Facebook page and give us a like and then you will be entered into the contest. Hip hip hooray! Uh, awesome stuff. So let's get this party started. Pache, we had our best day yesterday. 202 downloads. First time I ever seen a day like that. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yep. What a wild day that was. Wild day. So um, each week our listener map grows and grows, right? And we just posted the must up. Uh, the most up-to-date one on the site. So get on over and check it out if you want to. Um, but I'm really getting the feeling now, Pache, that we're part of something special here. Um, you know, so uh, just want to extend a big thank you to our Cannabis Army for making this something very special uh, week over week. But uh, And I feel like a lot's going on, Pache. You know, Don't forget, you've added us to Twitter. Oh, yeah. Well, we, I was just going to say that. We made our dive into the Twitterverse. <laughs> Twitterverse. So, dun, dun, dun. What a ruckus. What a ruckus. It is fun, though. Um, once you figure out how to use it, lots of content in there, uh, lots of connections. And I'm kind of liking the way they have it set up now. I'm surprised I really haven't used it up until this point. So um, more, more to come on that. But, Pache, uh, you've seen the uh, pictures that I posted of that oil spread out on the paper on the Facebook page and the Twitter account. I did indeed. <clears throat> Primo first run seven minutes soak triple filtered mm. and gold just the way I like it. My RSO. <laughs> So that was on a yellow paper too, right? So I don't think we captured it the best we can, but looks pretty good. But uh, it's also full melt pache. 
And uh, I got enough to keep me going here for a while. Uh, So I'll be eating and uh, and smoking it for for the next little bit. I actually had a little bit yesterday that uh, was dripping as I was, uh, you know, messing around with it. And uh, let me tell you, she packs a punch. So um, nice. Yeah, mom's going to enjoy it too. So, <laughs> do you know what that's that, that, that's packaging right there? And mom enjoys it too. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> Why don't we go ahead and get into what's going on with your grow this week, Pache? So this week with my grow, I ended up harvesting my uh, Bruce Banner that I had sent a flower uh, seventy days ago. Well, seventy days when uh, when I harvest it, and uh, so now it is drying as we speak. And I didn't do any trimming. I just cut the plant, hung it upside down in the tent. And now I've got, you know, a little fan going for air circulation. Uh, Now, when you do this, make sure um, the airflow doesn't go directly onto the buds. It'll dry them too fast. So now I lower my humidity uh, by 1% each morning and then 1% each night. And, And so far, they've been drying for five days. And uh, so that's going really well. I'd say another probably four or five more days. And um, I'm going to you do the test. You knew that you try to snap the one of the stems mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and if it snaps, it's ready to uh, be weighed out, trimmed and put into glass curing jars. So I'm not there yet. That's going to be uh, an update for next week. But my other three plants. Oh, man. Oh, man. I seen the pics you sent me. Oh, they got too big for my five by five tent. It uh, and I had to move them out. I had to move them out into uh, the large room that my two tents were in. <laughs> and um, it's a big lesson learned for me. You know, it uh, it sucks because I really did not want to do that. Um, you know, I thought I would have enough room. I thought I would have enough time, but what it is, and then this is what it boils down to, it's, you know, user error. Um, I didn't make the time to properly low stress train my plants and I allowed them to get too big for their environment. Um, then when I flipped in the flower and they just basically exploded, thank goodness I've been using a uh, stunt, which is to transition the, the flowering process, um, from a vertical growth to a horizontal growth. Um, it would have been worse. Uh, I thought that might save me. Um, but no, I had to sort of pull them out. So I had to rearrange my garage and had to move everything around. <laughs> when and- you sent me the pictures, I looked at them and I thought there's only one solution here. Let's cut some holes in the floor and <laughs> put the- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, uh, well, I was even thinking, you know, so should I try to break the branches, but not break the skin? You know what I mean? Um, Super cropping. Exactly. You know, super, like super, super cropping, super duper, super cropping. Um to the point where you're not only bending them over horizontally at 90 degrees, but even maybe going beyond that because they still had so much time left to, to grow. But I didn't want to start doing that to each, each one. So out of the tent, they come and I had to figure out, you know, where was I going to move the, and hang the light. Um, so it changes things because I'm not using a scrog net anymore. And that's kind of weird. I, the, the plants are already sort of closing in uh, on each other. So that's, you know, I've got to watch the, my humidity levels and my airflow now a little bit, a little bit more. I don't have the reflective walls, so that's kind of a bummer. Um, 
I'm not going to be probably using my CO2, my do it your do it yourself CO2 with the two uh, uh, two liter bottles of water. What's be efficient enough. It won't yeah. be efficient enough. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so it's it's changed. You know, my whole plan, the rest of my grow, um, the quality, I'm sure, is still going to be there, but the yield is probably going to be lower, um, you know, which is fine. I'm not really growing it for yield. I'm, I've always grown for quality, number one, no matter what, always. Um, I just happen to be banging the mud of the fucking park. Like, it's just crazy. Um, so this grow is going to be a little different. It was, It's a big lesson learned. Um, yeah. So... That's pretty much where I'm at with my grow. I did a, a trimming today, you know, that end of the stretch trim. Um, so I really got the air, airflow good. But, um, you know, I had to really make sure that I light leak proofed my environment. You know, that was now my biggest my biggest concern um, to avoid. So I think I've got everything under control and uh, we'll see. We'll see how the next uh, number of weeks go. How's that interesting with you? Oh, well, you know, commercially, Pache, we have 24 of the 28 SF4000s hung. How many? 24? 24 of the 28. Oh, man. Are now hung in the room, uh, just kind of testing the, the some of the environmentals, uh, some dry runs there, gathering some data. So we just have four remaining to install. Um, we had to move a lot of the plugs into the right spots. Um, and you know, the tables are kind of still the last bit of the tables are still being worked on. Um, we're not even receiving the Brittany's frozen, uh, lemonade cuttings until later this week. Um, so it's going to take a couple of weeks to get those rooted and then a few weeks of veg on top of that. Um, but they are on the way, but in the meantime, uh, what's holding up the other four lights from being installed is, is we just have to reposition some of the equipment that was uh, in the center of the room. The air purification system is now in the way mm. of, uh, where a light needs to go. And our mm. CO2, uh, burner is now also in the way of where another one needs to go. So uh, a little bit of movement needs to take place, a little bit of tweaking, but slowly and surely we are getting there. Um, in the meantime, we'll just keep put, putting the finishing touches on the room. Uh, and then after that, uh, another deep cleaning before we get ready to go. But we're very close, Pache. Love it. You know, I, I can see the plants in the room now, Pache. Nice, nice. So, I can't wait to see the pictures, man. Yeah, and I can't wait to, you know, get some quality ones here and have a little bit of fun with it in the meantime as well. But uh, personally, uh, as well, Pache, Harvest Alert is on the horizon for me. I figure about seven to ten days uh, from here, these two R2-D2 are, have grown really somewhat large. Um, and again, having a really hard time standing up on their own. That's a <laughs> good sign. Yeah, haven't been able to move the plants, though, Pache, for a couple of weeks. They're all tied up in the tent now to the top. I'm kind of in emergency mode with emptying and filling um, the buckets as well. Okay. They haven't been clean in a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, so, you know. Danger. Um, yeah, danger. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in an area of uncomfortability, of yes. course. But we have to always play the cards that were dealt. So. Onward we move, but, uh, um, you know, I was really thinking today that, uh, 
to myself, I really did prove on my own last harvest that I do not need to flush my plants when using Diablo nutrients um, in a DWC. I harvested at around 800 ppm last time, Pache, and the cannabis was fantastic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so even in lieu of that, I still reduced to 400 uh, ppm this week just to conserve some nutrients um, and just to try to find the sweet spot uh, as well. I just don't want to get into a wasteful situation. No sense amping it up if the plant's not going to have time to use it, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny you say that because when I harvested my one plant, I um, I didn't do a two-week flush like I usually do. I did a one-week flush because mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew that you sort of were, where you were pushing the envelope there. So, you know, I'm I'm not willing to jump to the to the no flush. You know, let me let me watch in you watch you dip, dip your toe in the pool. Yeah, and I will gradually try it out. You know, I've got one plant doing a one week flush. We'll see how that goes. It's a it's a test run for the three that are coming behind it. So mm-hmm. if it turns out and works out well, then I'll do uh I'll do a one week flush again. Maybe I'll do a one week flush with two of them and then one I'll just keep going to the end but i don't know about that i think even in the feed chart for um for the um diablo nutrients it uh, it says they have flush built in so mm-hmm. um i'll probably end up just following them mm-hmm. i can't wait to get these plants out of the tent and clean the buckets and everything and clean the tent it's and been a few lungs. weeks <laughs> it's been a few weeks for for a good clean in there so uh you know and i really can't wait to try this r2d2 it's so sticky and it smells so good I, again I, I think i said this before but i really just want to say thank you to my carbon filter because i have a newfound respect for it uh this week Pache. when i open that tent let me tell you oh boy mm-hmm. it just you know and to, to be able to stand outside of the tent and not it have stinks any odor, so pretty whatsoever until I crack the tent open is, uh, you know, absolutely incredible to me. So anyway, more to come on that, but it's it's time for question of the week. First we medicate, then we educate. All right, Pache, I'm posting a picture of the bowl that I'm hitting right now on Twitter after the show. Okay. Okay. Give her. Uh, All right. I took a close-up picture. This is what I'm smashing right here. Okay. Oh, my God. Probably the biggest one I ate on a show yet. Wow. Let's go. I'm going to have to hit mute for a second. Yeah, you go ahead and hit mute because uh, if you're curious to see what type of a bowl I just hit there, go ahead and look on Twitter. You can find us at Cannabis Plant Therapy Live or go ahead and send a tweet at the Cannabis Army on Twitter. Pache, what's the question of the week? Oh, my. Uh, (laughs) I can barely see out of my eyes. Uh, The question of the week is how to make full melt bubble hash. Mm-hmm. I've seen this coming. Coming off the How to Make Oil episode, Pache. I'm not going to lie. I've seen this coming. Yeah, absolutely. And so this is what I can tell people. You know, I've tried it twice. The first time, 
you know, it, there was a learning curve. Uh, mm-hmm. The second time, oh, my, 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 my. I'm telling mm-hmm. you some of the best. No, I'm going to say the best probably blonde hash I have ever had. And blonde, 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 blonde. Oh, my, and my. When I- when I seen those pictures, Pache, it was just, they were gorgeous, right? Uh, uh, I love hash and I've made bubble hash a couple of different times, but then I really started to focus in on kind of making RSO. And I know you've made this recently. So, you know, I'm just going to chime in here a little bit uh, here and there, but I'm going to basically just kind of let you go through the process of making the bubble hash. But I do want to just provide a little bit of an explanation, you know, exactly what we're doing here, because it's, (laughs) you did say bubble hash and you, you use the term full melt as well, right? But, um, you know, bubble hash is basically just simple hash made with no solvent. It's a solvent li- solventless uh, extract, right? The whole term bubble comes from the fact that when it's done correctly, the hash will actually bubble when you smoke it. And a fun fact, um, the bubble bags were actually invented by a name, uh, by a guy named uh, Marcus Bubbleman Richardson. So I thought that was <laughs> Is that true? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome yeah i love so, that yeah so you know but like i said i've only made it a few times here so um you know, i do have a few talking points we'll kind of hit along the way but uh why don't we get in and kind of see what you do through your process here yeah absolutely so i'm going to start off with uh an item list of things you need so basically you need some bubble bags you know and they're just your filters and i got them i got four of them for 35 bucks so you know on amazon um, you need ice and water. And so the ice cubes that I use, um, most people use to go out and buy ice. I actually make my own out of the same arrow water, the reverse osmosis water, um, because my thought process there is I don't want anything in the water at all. I want the water and I want everything stripped out, all minerals, everything stripped out. Um, so it's all part of the process to just keep the hash as clean as possible. Um, and I also find the, um, the ice cubes, they really last a long, long time, like a long time. Um, you know, I use two large Ziploc bags. Um, I usually have three, like three on hand and, uh, I use two and uh, yeah, I'm good to go. So bubble bags, you need your ice, your water, and you want that as cold as you can possibly get it. Um, you want your plant material with trichomes and I personally, I usually keep it in the freezer and I collect the material after the drying process, after I trim and I weigh my bud, uh, then I throw everything else in the uh, large Ziploc bags. Throw them I can in the remember freezer. needing like extra ice too, like more than I thought I was going to need the first couple of times, right? Um, the whole idea there is you got to get it as cold as possible because you're, you're actually snapping the trikes off right mm-hmm. through the through the process of agitating it yeah absolutely um and you want a, a five gallon bucket uh, you want a way to agitate now i myself i i asked um i can't remember if it was santa claus or uh for my birthday for um the the washing machine and so i got that off of amazon as well i think that was probably 180 to 200 dollars canadian um, and then it comes with a, a 25 micron pressing screen. So <clears throat> those are the items you really need to make the hash. Now there's a couple other piece, you know, pieces of items that you'll also need to 
sort of go through the curing process and remove the water from the hash once it's made. Uh, for example, you'll need a pizza box, some parchment paper, paper towel, uh, latex gloves, uh, a frozen water bottle. I use that to get the, um, if I'm not using my latex gloves and I'm just using my fingers, uh, I'll have the frozen water bottle. I'll hold the frozen water bottle and that helps get the, um, the sticky stuff off your fingertips. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that's a great tip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a great tip, man. I just smiled when you described that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it, it works surprisingly well. Um, and again, you want to keep everything cold. And then I also have, a, a, you know, a microplaner, like a zester that, uh, you know, I picked up at the grocery store and I keep that in the freezer and I keep everything in the freezer. Uh, oh, you're going to need a spoon as well. And I keep that in the freezer. Um yeah. And so that's the sort of item list. And, you know, you start off with the uh, with freezing the plant material. And that's, you know, to make the trichomes uh, brittle and easier to harvest. I've got my RO ice cubes. Um, I've got, you know, I take the empty five gallon bucket. Uh, I place the bubble bags inside. Uh, the first bag in is going to be the last bag out. So you want to start with the smallest micron bag first, uh, 25 microns. <clears throat> now, the holes in the screen are 25 microns long, um, so uh, you start out with that, and then uh, the inside of the bag is rubber, and the bottom is, of course, the screen. Uh, you place it deep into the bucket, um, and then you fold the top of it over uh, the top of the bag over the lip of the bucket. Uh, you repeat this process for the remaining three bags. Uh, for me, next was the 73 microns, then the 160, and then the 220. And then, so now you're, you're almost ready to go. You just open up the washing machine. Uh, inside there is a work bag. It's also a 220 micron. Uh, I do use them both. Um, I figure anything that gets through the 220 micron work bag through the agitation process, um, it's going to get picked up because um, there's not going to be a whole lot, but anything that does get through, it's going to get picked up by the second two, uh, 220. So I was just going to ask about that. Yeah. It's, it's like someone would make it through. Yeah, and a lot of people say it's not necessary, and it's probably not, but, um, you know, I, I like the redundancy, you know. Um, I don't know. I'm a better safe than sorry kind of guy these days anyway. <laughs> Same reason why I triple filter the oil. Nice, nice. I, it just makes for a better product. You know, anything I can do, and it's just such a small step, right? Anything I can do to make for a better product, um, that's what it's all about for me anyway. Well, yeah, you're never going to be able to achieve full melt status anyway if you have yeah. stuff that's not supposed to be there, there. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly my point. Um, yeah, so what I do is once I open up the washing machine, I open up the 220 micron bag, and then I, I start putting the plant material in, <clears throat> and I layer it. So I'll do sort of like a layer of plant material, a layer of ice, like the ice cubes, another layer of plant material, ice cubes, and then usually another layer of plant material. Uh, you know, I zip up the bag, um, then I add some more ice cubes uh, on the outside of the work bag, and then I start filling up the washing machine with uh, the uh, you know water that's cold. Um, because I use RO water, I get it out of a machine. And <clears throat> so what I'll do is I'll go to the machine you know down at the local corner store, and I'll get it out of there. And it's super super cold, like super cold. Um, 
and I'll just go home and I'll start my start my process. I'll have everything lined up, ready to go. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and what I'll do is I fill it up to there's like a minimum level to uh, a fill level, and I fill it up to there, and I'll, I'll actually then just let it soak. And I'll just let it soak for 20 or 30 minutes. And I know this is sort of warming things up, but <clears throat> I've really heard that it does increase the yield and it really sort of lets the water seep into the plant material. And, uh, you know, I, I did it on this last one. I didn't do it on the first time I did it. I did it on the second. And I mean, I had such success that I really don't want to do it any other way. You know, I just want to repeat that success over and over yeah. and over again. Your for, product will look really clean. You were equal, equalizing the temperature basically before you started the process. I see no harm in that because if you started in the very beginning, you're going to have spots that are co really cold and you're going to have spots that aren't cold uh, at all yet. So I really do like that. Um, also create a visual for us, Pache, if we don't have the machine, right? Because I'm sure not everybody has the little washing machine that you have, right? Yeah. So um, a lot of people will get like a garbage can. Um, you know, and they'll put in, uh, no, I don't. Oh yeah. So, you know, a clean garbage can and <clears throat> they'll get, um, you know, the right size bucket. Let's say it's a five gallon bucket. Um, and then you put the plant material in with the ice cubes and you usually get like a, you know, a wooden spoon or something like that. Something to agitate. Pro tip. If you take a drill, Pache. You're going to love this. Oh. If you take a drill and loosen it, loosen the, the, are you going to say like bit a wooden spoon in the, yes, man. And <laughs> grab two drill for super pro tip, grab two drills and two wooden spoons, fire them up, clamp them in, put them in the thing. Work smarter, not harder, baby. Just wanted to throw that out there. Wow. Okay. Hmm. That's interesting. I never thought of that. Well, I like it. Anything about working smarter instead of harder. Yeah, I'm down. Love it. Uh, okay. So where was I in the process? Uh, soaking the water. So we, we, we soak it for 20 to 30 minutes. Um, and then you turn the washing machine on. Or like you sort of set the time, turn the washing machine on. Now, here's the thing. The, the longer the wash, the more plant material will get into your hash. Now, also, mm -hmm. the more yield you will get. Right. You know, so there's going to be a trade-off. Um, the first time I washed, I washed for 15 minutes because I'm a greedy little pig like that. Um, <laughs> and it came out green, you know, so not ideal. Um, so being about quality, I... Uh, yeah, this is real talk though, right? Because this is, you might not get this, right? If you're following somebody along, you may think, oh, I'm just going to agitate this for a little bit longer, right? I'm just going to make well, sure I get it all. And that's it. I wanted to get it all. That's exactly what I was thinking. I didn't want to leave any behind. No, well, and I knew I was going to do multiple runs, so I wasn't, you know, I just wanted to get as, as much as I could on the first run, thinking that it was going to be the best quality. And it probably was the best quality for that wash, you know, for, for that, my first time. Um, but the second time, instead of doing it for 15 minutes, I did it for three minutes. Mm -hmm. So I got much less yield, but wow, wow, what a difference. Oh, man. I, and the color improvement, what? Oh, the color. It looked like gorgeous hash like it just looked beautiful uh, i mean i went from going 
yeah, well, I'm still going to smoke it to, hey, look at what the fuck I did. Like, oh, my God. Uh, I really, I, I was very pleased, you know, for my second time, you know, it was worth a sacrifice of a little bit of yield because it lasted forever. You know, I, uh, I smoked it for at least a month. The um, next time you make this hash, we're going to post pictures. Yeah. So I, I want everybody to see this. I want everybody to see what I see because it looks amazing. Well, I think I do have some pictures. Um, yeah. Do you know what? Let's post it on, on Twitter. Let's get that going. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Uh, okay. So we're t- we just talked about the wash. Um, now, once the cycle ends, what I forgot to do the first two times, so I haven't done this yet, <clears throat> is you want to leave it alone for 10 to 15 minutes. And you sort of want to allow the trichomes to settle towards the bottom uh, before you get ready to drain it from the machine. Um, when I go to do it this time, I'm going to put a friggin' post-it note and I'm not going to forget it this time. Um, then you remove the drainage hose from the clip. Uh, you place it in the bucket with your bubble bags inside. And then you allow the washing machine to fully drain into your five-gallon bucket. Now, excuse me. I uh, guess for those of us doing it in a bucket at this point, we're just going to start pulling the work bag out. What's that? I said, I guess for those that are just doing it in buckets at this moment, they've agitated their cannabis for three minutes. And then they're going to start to slowly pull their work bag out where you're draining the machine through. Yes, through through the bags. Um, and I'll deal with the work bag, like what's in the uh, the work bag after. Um, so once all the <clears throat> lovely hash water is in the uh, in the five gallon buckets, you need to start straining and to get to the good stuff. So the first bag is the two hundred and twenty micron bag. You know, you lift it um, out of the water, and what you'll do is you'll you'll grab it around the neck. And you don't want to squeeze the substance out. You don't want to squeeze the water out. I mean, you can to a point, to a certain point. But what you want to do is avoid pushing the uh, trichomes through. um, You don't want to force it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So a nice trick is, you know, if if you're holding it sort of like a money bag, bounce it straight up and then straight down. And you keep doing that and it will drain much, much faster. And that's what you're going to want to do. That's a really big tip. So don't forget. Um, you'll, you may start and you'll catch yourself thinking, oh, my God, this is taking forever and go, oh, God, I, I need to sort of bounce it up and down. Um, and I think that sort of unclogs the screen for a moment and then allows the water to rush through. And then, you know, it'll, the screen will clog again moments later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Perpetually. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Especially when you get down to the 25 micron bag. That's going to take a little while. So make sure you have a, a chair or something. And um, But be patient. You'll get there. Um, yeah. And then so um, as you're pulling the drainage bags or the bubble bags out of the bucket, uh, you'll notice uh, a sludge forming at the bottom. Now, what I like to do is I'll have a garden sprayer of RO water, uh, super cold. I'll have it close by and I will spray the sides of the bag 
And what that will do is it will sort of allow all the um, hash material to collect in the center and uh, it will just make it easier to scoop up with the spoon that you've been keeping in the freezer. Love it. So you take the bag and then when you get all the water drained from it, now you're going to start looking at uh, scraping that up and, and collecting that hash sludge, muddy type sludge, uh, if you will. Um, one one uh, tip I wanted to give here at this point, Pa Jake, is mm-hmm. you made you made a great point about it. Grab a chair, right? Because it can take a little bit of time mm-hmm. lifting these bags. Or one trick that I used to do when making like large quantities of it is I would use different. So I I I put two hooks in the ceiling, okay, in the basement, and I got different bungee cords of different lengths, and I hung them from the hooks. Okay, and that allowed me to hang all of the bags in order, so they were mm. basically like within each other, but but about a foot distance between each bag, hovered over a um, a bucket, a five gallon bucket. So oh, I could literally just put this thing on automation mode, and then set it and forget it. Come back two or three hours later, everything is completely filtered through for me. And I just had to literally go through the bottoms of the, uh, of the filters and, and scrape everything out. So, you know, it's great when we're doing little bits with our home grows, right? But if you have a big outdoor grow or if you're a medical patient, Mm -hmm. you have tons to process. Think of that because that is something that you can kind of do to automate the process and let gravity do the work for you. Wow. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah, so what you want to do is as you get that uh, bag out and you're left, you're left with that muddy sludge sort of in the center of the screen. Um, I have another bucket handy and I sort of put it back in the bucket, but this bucket is a little smaller in diameter. So I'm able to, uh, spread the screen tight or taut. And uh, that allows me to then take my frozen spoon, metal spoon, and uh, I find it very easy then to just scrape up the sludge. And then what I do is um, I sort of slap it down um, onto a 25 micron pressing screen uh, with some paper towels underneath. And uh, so that's going to help soak up some, like I guess, a, a bulk of the initial moisture. Did you say you slap it on? You just slap it on there? Yeah, just kind of slap it on there. Awesome. Yeah, you, you like that too? <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> um, and then you repeat the steps for the remaining bags. And when you're finished, your hash will basically all be in the freezer. And yeah, don't combine them, whatever you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen people do that. Oh, that'd be unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, it is unfortunate. Yeah, you just might as well have one bubble bag that, you know, the 25 micron, that's it. Right. Um, and then I left it for 24 hours. And, uh, you know, as soon as you, you do that, you want to clean your tools, clean your work environment, uh, or you want to do a second run. Um, but remember, like clean everything right away as soon as you can. Um, it just makes life that much easier. Um, the next day, the next day I, you know, put on some latex gloves and then I remove the hash from the, the freezer. I also would have the microplaner, the little, almost like a, a zesting microplaner. Uh, and I'll have that in the freezer as well. Everything I want to try to keep as cold as possible. Um, and so now I'm pulling out basically this frozen piece of hash. And what I want to do is I want to microplane it 
very, very fine, almost to a powder. And what I want to do is I, I, this is where the pizza boxes and the paper towel and parchment paper come into effect because, you know, I've got an open pizza box. Now you don't want to do this right on the cardboard cardboard. I mean, I think there's uh, they clean it with certain chemicals. You just want to avoid that. So use parchment paper. Whoopsie. I used to do it right on the cardboard, but <laughs> well, that does explain some things actually. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what I did was uh, on the bottom of my pizza box, I had a couple of folded pieces of paper towel. Uh, I figured that was going to be nice and absorbent for moisture. And then I put the parchment paper over top. And then I took my uh, microplaner and my frozen piece of hash. And I just started up microplaning all over the parchment paper, all over the pizza box, basically. And once I had a nice even level and all my hash was zested clean and I had a pizza box for sort of each bubble bag that I use. So each quality or each grade of, uh, of hash. So 25 microns, I had one pizza ba uh, box, 73 micron, I had another pizza box. Um, and that's really all I cared about. I think I also maybe kept the 160 uh, more for practice than anything else. Um, yeah, so once you get it all microplaned, you're, you're getting close. <laughs> so now all you have to do is close up the pizza box, put it in a dark, cool environment. Uh, I think mine was around 50 to 60 degrees um, Fahrenheit and ideally close to a dehumidifier. And I had a dehumidifier run for probably about a week. So it's not a quick process, but it is so worth it. At the end of the week, I put it in a glass mason jar and it was ready to use. Now, I supercharge my joints with it. What I'll do is I'll also supercharge my bong hits with it. It's amazing. If, if I just want to smoke one bowl instead of two or three, uh, you know, this is what I'll use as a, a sort of a kicker. Um, now, also, some people have taken it to the next level and <clears throat> I'm not there yet. I'm going to try it uh, this time and that's called Temple Balls. Uh, Ray, are you familiar with Temple Balls? Hmm. Yeah, I've heard the term Temple Balls. Okay. Yep. Um, so what this is, they take the, um, the powdered hash, if you will, uh, and you can press it. And but what I've seen people do is they put it, they take parchment paper and they fold it in half and then they put the hash inside and then they put it on, you know, something hard, uh, you know, ideally, let's say a granite countertop. Um, and then they take a glass bottle and they fill it with hot water, like boiling hot water. And as hot as you can handle it basically uh, some people will even use towels to hold on to the bottle and they use it like a rolling pin and that will melt the hash and what they'll do is they'll melt it out spread it out flat then they'll open up the parchment paper they will then um, use like a dabbing tool or something like that and they'll sort of collect all the hash and they'll roll it into a ball then they'll knead it and then they'll roll it into a ball and they'll flatten it out a little bit and then put it back in the hat into the uh, parchment paper fold and then they will do the hot water in the bottle again and they'll roll it like a rolling pin and they'll continue to much process. work for me 
Way too much work for, for me. Well, I want to try it. I'm definitely going to try it. It it looks it looks beautiful. It looks like a beautiful process. Um, I don't fully understand the science behind it, um, but in the end, it's it's so you can dab, right? Um, yeah. So I uh, I'm going to try it, and you know I will video it and take photos, and I'll talk about it here and. Uh, but I just want people to know that it's out there and, uh, yeah, you can check it out and research it more on your own. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, do you have anything else to add on the hash making, the ice hash making? Yeah. I just, you know, the, I, I feel like I, anytime I've ever made it in the past that I've just rushed the last part because, you know, all I've taken is is what what's come out of the bottom of the of the filters and just laid it on cardboard overnight and then the next day it would be very 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 dry so then from there you could either use it or you know you could press it and i think i can remember years and years ago taking like the plastic off a cigarette pack and taking the cannabis like the hash and the powder and pressing it into into like a if I remember correctly, it was like the cellophane from a cigarette pack. Then you would fold it up, cover it in wet paper towel. And then uh, you put it in the oven for a certain period of time, Pache, and then press it. And then by the time you took the hash out, it was pressed into like a dark block. Hmm. Like we like, like we remember it as adolescence. Old school. Old schooly sourcing it from our friends and people here in the local area, right? So anyway, just... Only thing I wanted to add to that. Love it. Love it, man. Yeah. Awesome. So with that being said, um, if you got nothing else, Pache, I just want to really say a big thank you to the Cannabis Army for staying with us each week and helping us grow as much as possible. Oh, folks, it's been so much fun. Really. Oh, yeah. Hey, together we prove the more you know. The more you grow. The more you grow. I love it. Do you want to, you're freaking getting me hooked on your freaking little rhymes man <laughs> Pache just wait till the season four trailer um Ooh. it's coming to me in visions now as 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 we close in on the end of season three here, feeling so. inspired um, the inspiration feeling total, hitting totally inspired love it so, love it awesome onward and upward from here Pache you have a great week we'll talk next week you as well sir you take care everybody else you take care too stay safe my name is Ray and I'm Pache head on over to Facebook and search plant therapy live and go ahead and smash that like button all the beginner growers out there be sure to go back and listen to season one because there's lots of good stuff there just go to plant therapy live take care everybody have a good week this is plant therapy live over and over this is Plant Therapy Live. Anytime, 24-7, check it out. Turn your average grow into a savage grow. Of four plants. Close to 700 grams the first grow. 640 grams the second grow. 1,100 grams the third grow. Find out how he does it and more. Each week, we answer a question from a grower just like you. My name is Ray. And I'm Pache. Oh, there is all fresh edits all for you. Plant Therapy Live.